November 22nd, 2022. <clears throat> We're continuing in our Limud in Masechet Berachot. We're on the Fazayin Amud Bet. If you count from the bottom of the Amud, it's seven lines up. Just the second word on the line. It says the Gemara, Ve'amar Yohanan Mishum Shimon Ben Yochai. The Gemara over here is continuing to state uh, different things that Rabbi Yohanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, and that's uh, really all the Ma'amarim, that all the uh, Mimrot that we'll see today are in that fashion. It's Rabbi Yohanan stating something that he heard or knew in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. Kol hakovea makom litfilato oyevav nofelim tahtav. Any person who establishes a place for prayer their enemies, noflim tahtav, will fall beneath them. In other words, it'll be your ability to become strong and to give you a certain security. Before explaining the statement in its entirety and the sourcing for it, if you look next to the word litfilato, there's a little marking in the Gemara that I'm using, the Shas Vilna Hadash, there's a little tet, leads to the top left-hand corner where it says, non alef, nusha aharina, or nosah aher, litorato. The different version over here is, instead of it being a makom kavua for tefillah, it's referring instead to a makom kavua for Torah. Is it, it means, zman kavua for Torah, not makom per se? Zman kavua, you should have kavata itin la Torah, is the Gemara statement of what you'll be asked after death. Certainly. What does it matter where you're learning? What does it matter where you're learning? In fact, Rabbeinu Yonah, in his uh, commentary in the back of the Gemara, has that as being Rif, Rabbi Yitzhak Al-Fasi's version of the Gemara, which means that uh, perhaps there's a real early version of the Gemara that might have, instead of tefillah, Torah, before we address why it would be significant, let me just for a moment remind you, not too long ago, on Daf Vav, the Gemara had this statement with regards to uh, a makom kavua for tefillah. It was on Daf Vav Amudbet, Amar B'chilbo, Amar Avuna, Kola Kavua, Makom Litvilato, Elohe Avraham Be'ezro, Ukshemet Omrimlo, and so on and so forth. Means the Gemara really did address that sort of issue already. If you recall, we had a mahloket over there. Is it specifically outside of the synagogue, the opinion of Rabbeinu Yonah? Is it even in the synagogue? That was Rosh, Shohan Aruch, and Siman Sadi told us, even in the Knis, you should have a makom kavua for tefillah. Over here, it would then perhaps stand to reason that we're talking even for Torah. In other words, we're extending that statement. We're talking beyond just tefillah. Um, but uh, we have two versions in the Gemara. I might be reiterating it, restating it in a different uh, format with different sourcing. Uh, what's the idea? Well, I think it's the same idea that you have with regards to tefillah would apply to Torah as well. As I understood and understand the concept of a makom kavua for tefillah, it's in order to aid kavana. It's in order to help you have the proper attention and attentiveness to the prayer. Um, why is that effective? Why is a makom kavua? Well, I, it, it, I see it in the following way. You see, when I take a walk down my block, for example, and I see different things, I'm less impressed and pay less attention to them because it's my block. I've walked up and down my block hundreds of times, and as a result, different, small, nuanced changes don't really catch my eye because I assume I've seen it all. I've seen challenges where you'll be given a sentence that everyone's familiar with and you don't pick up on a missing letter or maybe even a word that's omitted because you're so used to reading it, you stop paying full attention to the specifics in it. It's in contrast, and that's opposed to when you're in a new environment, you're in a situation that you're not comfortable and familiar with, you're a lot more attentive to your surroundings, you're a lot more in tune with that which is going on, even if it's a small change, a little difference from what was there a moment or two beforehand. 
The statement then, whereas in general I would tell you you need to consistently and constantly move in order to see more and feel more and be attentive to your surroundings, the people and world around you, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to Torah, we want full attention to the matter at hand. We don't want that focus on matters that surround you. We don't want you looking at the person or things that are taking place in the corner of your eye or in somewhere else, in some other situation. As a result, the Gemara, I think, records for us the significance not only with regards to tefillah, but even for Torah, that you have a makom kavoy, you have a specific place, so that your mind, eyes, and soul are not wandering. The truth is both Torah and tefillah are, as Harambam describes it, a, a means to avodah. See, the Torah says, Of course, say that in Kiryat Shema. The question is, what is avodah shebalev? What does it mean to have worship of the heart? The Gemara Masechet Ta'anit and Bet says, that's tefillah. Tefillah means to worship God with your heart. Harambam, therefore, records tefillah as a mitzvah ta'aseh from the Torah. Harambam, interestingly, in his Sefer HaMitzvot, of course, when he records the 613 mitzvot, mentions a Midrash, and the Midrash says, Avdehu, you should worship God, Betorato, Avdehu b'mikdasho. Mikdasho is the regular avodah, korbanot, today we would say tefillah. First statement is significant. Avdehu, do the avodah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even through Torah, to worship God then, is manifested not only in the traditional sense of saying the words, of bringing the sacrifices of prayer, of, uh, of sacrifice in that respect, in the Mikdash, in the synagogue. It's beyond that. It's on an intellectual plane as well. It's in the context of Torah. That's perhaps the uh, beginning to an understanding over here of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Kol makom litvilato, your enemies will fall by the side, meaning you'll be connected, connected to Borei Olam, connected to existence, able and capable to overcome challenges that might come your way. As the Pasuk states, um, the Pasuk over here, it says, V'samti makom le'ami li'israel un ta'ativ v'shachan tahtav v'lo yirgaz od this is in the context of the Navi Natan speaking to David HaMelech, if I'm not mistaken, and saying to him, well, there will be a place. It's not going to be you building it, but it's a reference to the Mikdash that will be built by your son, Shalomo, ultimately speaking, of course. But this will be a place, Makom Le'amili Israel for my nation. Unta'ativ, and I'll establish them, I'll plant them there. Veshachan tahtav, and there'll be that presence. Velo yirgaz od, and there won't be anger, there won't be threats. Velo yosifu bene avla le'annoto, and there won't be the torture and the pain and the suffering from those who will wrongful uh, uh, acts upon these people, upon Am Yisrael. So that's the reference then. The Pasuk is talking about a makom. Again, the, the reference for us is it's a makom of avodah. We might say a makom for tefillah. I'm telling you, makom for avodah extends to Torah as well. It's that other nosach in the Gemara. It says the Gemara, Ravuna Rame. Ravuna as the contradiction. On the one hand, this Pasuk that we just read, it says, Velo Yosifu bene avla. Le'anoto, inui, to pain, to torture. But on the other hand, the Pasuk says, Uchtiv, lechaloto. Where does it say lechaloto? First and foremost, what does the word lechaloto mean? The word lechaloto is a reference to destruction. I won't be destroyed. This is a Pasuk, the Gemara over here is citing, is a Pasuk in, uh, in Divrei Hayamim. 
It's a pasuk in which we have recorded almost an identical conversation between Natan and David HaMelech. But instead of that word, Le'anoto'o, the Gemara says, it says over there, Le'chaloto. Again, the differences between what are those evildoers going to do, bring forth? Are they going to torture or are they going to destroy? What's this place, this makom, tefillah, Torah, this mikdash going to ward off? Is it going to ward off pain and torture? Is it going to ward off and do away with destruction? Which one is it? There's a contradiction. An identical pasuk in Sefer Shemuel and Divrei Amin, just one difference in the pasuk. He answers, He suggests, we'll first explain it based on Rashi, says Rashi, initially when the Mikdash was, was built, the idea was this would be a place to do away with torture from the surrounding nations. Ultimately speaking, says Rashi, when we sinned, we no longer had that full protection from Borei Olams through that connection in the Mikdash in order to make certain that we're not even tortured, but at the very least, we didn't lose our nation. At the very least, we didn't become kala, we didn't get utterly destroyed and lost. Um, the, the Maharsha suggests that Lebasof is even after the destruction of the Mikdash. It's during the 70 years of Galut. We didn't lose our nation. We continued. There's one last interesting thing to be noted over here in our Gemara without much conversation about it, but it's important to note in this Gemara again, and all Gemarot, but this Gemara has a letter Yod next to that word Lechaloto and leads you again to the top left-hand corner. And over there it says, Basifarim Shibiyadenu Ketib in the books, meaning the Divreha Yamin book that we have, the word is Levaloto, which means to, to diminish, uh, to, to wear out. Interestingly, our Gemara seems to, with its word, suggest a word lechaloto, which our book in Divrei Hayamim doesn't have. Our book has levaloto. The difference between the two is significant. The conversation needs to be had with regards to, first and foremost, what's the proper version in our Gemara, and then what's the implication of those words and the discrepancy. Says the Gemara onward, however, ve'amar bi'ohanan, as we mentioned, the bi'ohanan, the name of Bishimon ben Yochai will be many, if not all the statements we're going to read today, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Gedola Shimusha Shel Torah Yoter Milimuda. It's greater to have Shimush of Torah. Shimush of Torah over here is a reference to Talmud uh, Hacham. It's greater to service, be involved with a Talmud Hacham than to study Torah with them. Greater. That's the statement. It's not commensurate. It's not just as great. It's greater. Why should it be greater? To learn with them or to not learn with them? It's to be involved with, to to service them, to help them even during times of not study, not learning. Why would that be? Well, of course, we have the statement, Lo HaMidrashikar, it's not so much the uh, studying that is of utmost significance, it's the practicality, it's how it's actually implemented. Uh, beyond that, the Gemara in Masechet Sukkah and Dafkaf Aleph has a dirasha from that pasuk, at the very beginning of Tehillim. In the first Mizmor in Tehillim, we have a reference to the Ke'et Shatul al as a reference to the Ashrei Ha'ish, the person who's praiseworthy. He'll be like a tree which is on the spring of water. But the description in the Pesukim adds in the details that are not altogether uh, intuitive. It says, Ve'alehu lo yibol. 
is leaves will not wither. Leaves are not the primary source uh, we seek in a tree. We look in a tree for the fruit. We look in a tree for maybe the shade or the protection of some sort. What's with the leaves? The Gemaran Masechet Sukan Daf suggests that the leaves of the tree are the even what appears to be just uh, idle chatter. Even that has a significance to it. It's the leaves, the insignificant part of the tree, that's still a part of it. What the Gemara then is describing to us is that oftentimes we can learn greater things from great people than uh, from their actions than we would from their words. Their words might give us a direction for how to be pose kalacha. Their actions, first and foremost, I can learn from their actual, uh, what they do. I can know that they said X in the class, but they themselves do Y. I know their true opinion on that matter. And furthermore, outside of the realm of Torah and mitzvot, a way of life. An ability to examine their character traits, to see how they do speak, how they engage with others. That's the Gadol Shimusha, Yotem Midimuda. What's the Derasha to derive this uh, this concept? Shene'emar Po Elisha Ben Shafat, Asheyasak Maim Ali Yede Eliyahu. The Pasuk describes Elisha Ben Shafat as having uh, drawn water from Eliyahu. Lamad Lone'emar. It doesn't say that he learned from Eliyahu. Eliyasak. Rather, it talks about this drawing of water. The description specifically, according to <clears throat> the simple interpretation, is that Elisha was involved in uh, Eliyahu's appearance at uh, Hara Karmel when he's dealing with Nivyeh Habal and throwing water into the sacrifice to make certain that God's word and, and presence is, is identified by all. It means that it's in the action. Over there, it's not so much a sihabetela, but it's a shimush, Less uh, is more significant than the limud itself. Instead of describing him as the one who studied many years, who learned everything he knows from Eliel, it describes him as having done and been involved with action with Eliel. Again, this is, this is an often overlooked reality in, in the lives of many. People believe that you'll listen to a class, you'll learn from the written word of the rabbi or the scholar, instead of realizing if they're truly a great person, the greatest opportunity you can have is a face-to-face encounter, is an opportunity to engage in conversation and dialogue and actually learn from their ways, observing them, uh, oftentimes, if not always, that's the greater lesson than the words that are transmitted through uh, paper and pen or even uh, recordings. Says the Gemara Amrud Amale Rbit Hakler of Nahman. Maita Ama lo at la ate mor lebe kenishta les aluye. Rabitzhak asked Rav Nahman, why is it that you didn't come to the Be Kenishta, to the Bet Knesset? to pray. Where have you been? What's where, where, how come you haven't been in the knees? Amar le the response of Rav Nachman is La Yachilna. I'm not I'm not able to. He was weak, he was sick, whatever the particular circumstance was. He answers, I'm not able to. Amar le responds to be it's hak to Rav Nachman, even if you can't come, le canfe le mor asara velisle. You should gather or have gathered ten men, including you, and pray in that way. It makes certain you have a minyan. You can't come to the knees. Second best, at least have the minyan. It'll aid your kavanah. It'll give you an aidah. It'll give you a gathering of people wherein we envision the Shekhinah's presence in the most manifested way, as we saw on Daf Vav. A house minyan. That's what he's suggesting. Amar le terihali milta. This is very difficult for me. 
Torah means a burden. It's burdensome. I'm just, I don't have the energy to be able to gather those people and be involved in that sort of prayer. Why don't you tell the appointed official for the Sibur, for the congregation, to come in and tell you when the congregation is praying? At the very least, you should pray at the same time as the congregation, as the assembly of Minyan of men. You should be able to make your prayer at the same moment and the same time. Let someone be dispatched to tell you when they're praying. Amar le. The response or the question of Rav Nachman to Bitzhak is, my kulehai, what is all of this? I understand praying in the knees. I accept praying with a minyan. The idea of praying at the same time of the minyan in the knees, oh, what is that effective what? for me? Live stream. But it's not so much live stream. I'm not even live streaming. I'm not even with them. You're talking about I'm live streaming, so I'm somehow connected. I'm hearing them. Maybe I'm deriving from their from their songs, from the uh, passionate pleas that I can see or hear in them. I don't even have any of that. You just know their schedule. I'm just you know tuning in at the same time and completely separate. That's right. The Pasuk has David Amelech expressing the tefillah during a time of rason, rason of will, of passion, of commitment. What is the time of will? What do you mean? Any time is a time of will. The response is, It's specifically at the time that the Sibur, the congregation, is praying. Again, the idea being that I can tap into, I can tap into a congregation, an assembly of people who are gathered to pray, and it can aid my kavana in realizing that I'm connected to them. Many people tap into this when they learn Dafyomi. They feel this awe and inspiration. Even when they're not together with the group, they're learning individual, they're not even getting together for the Siyum. But they realize they're a large part of a larger assembly of people all striving and 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 stepping into and stepping onto the same path of learning in the same way in a consistent fashion. That provides a certain internal inspiration which uh, to a large extent is, is, is unparalleled. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina is going to echo the sentiment of the importance of praying but instead of that pasuk of he has a different pasuk. We're going to have a few of these now. Says God, I will respond to you during time of rason. Again, what's the time of rason? The reference is kabir. Greatness seems to be a reference to a large assembly of people. He won't scoff at your prayer. He won't turn away from your prayer. The greatness of God, the greatness of the congregation. There is a reality wherein, if I pray at an appointed time, realizing that I'm connecting to others, there's a significance with regards to my connection to Borei Alam Uchtiv. And similarly, and along the same lines, another pasuk, Pada b'shalom nafshi mikerav li kibrabim hayu imadi. There were many with me, the many with me, the references, even if not physically, I'm binding myself with them through prayer. It's aiding my own kavanah. It puts me a part of something greater and larger than myself. Tanyana me'ache, indeed we have a beraita, which accords with these statements and even these pesukim. How is it that we derive that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't turn away from the prayer of the larger groups of people? Now, Maharshad does point out these are not pesukim for minyan. These are not pesukim about praying 
in the physical proximity with others. That we have the Gemara and Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf, maybe Yod Zayin or Yod Chet at the top, and the Gemara Masechet Yevamot, which cites the Pasuk, Kimi Kadonai Eloheinu Bechol Koreinu Elav. The Gemara over there has that there's specific times to pray. That's a Yahid, an individual. Uh, that's uh, like Aseret Imet Teshubah. And then there's the congregation, Bechol Koreinu Elav. But that's when you're actually physically together. Over here, the Gemara alternatively and beyond that is suggesting, even at the time that the congregation is praying and you're not together with them, there's a greatness in your own prayer. Again, explained as we did. Tanyana me'acher binatanom. Aren't there always minyanim going on somewhere? It's, you think even Brooklyn itself, in, in, in the short amount of time you could pray mincha, in the two hours or at night or in the morning, there's hundreds and hundreds of minyanim. Think about across the world. If you're obviously... With someone. Yeah, it's a great question. Now, across the world is difficult, and I know for a fact that the poskin do discuss that. In other words, the fact that there's different time zones you're going to at some point uh, tap into another minyan, that's clear we're talking about within your time zone. That's that's clear. But once I'm dealing with that, there are so many minyanim. So first and foremost, you might say that this Gemara, therefore, is so much easier. That's one one angle at this. Alternatively, again, the Gemara is not so much, although it is as well, speaking about some sort of metaphysical reality. You just tapped into it and boom, you push the button and it's there for you. It's alternatively your mindset. It's realizing the congregation is there and I'm here, but I'm actually connected to them. Again, I opened up the Gemara today and let's say, Daf Yomi is up to Daf Het. Am I walking out inspired with my limud more? No, it's inspired if I realized that I was doing it together with them. So the idea beyond just the mechanical, well, it's at the same time, it's that my mindset, it's my kavana is aided, my prayer no, is that the channeled. Minyan you usually pray in. He's praying now, and I might not there. be there with you physically, but I'm with you in, in spirit and in mind. That's really the way I, I believe is the proper understanding of this Gemara. Tanyana me'acher, we have a beraitar, binatan omer, minayin, she'ena kadosh baruch humo es betfilatan she'ol rabbim, she'ne'emar hen el kabir velo yimas, uchtiv pada b'shalom nafshim mikera v'li v'gomer. אמר הקדוש ברוך הוא כל העוסק בתורה ובגמילות חסדים ומתפלל עם הסיבור. Notice for a moment these three references in this uh, Gemara. Again, the Gemara is now returning to that last pasuk we cited, Pada b'shalom nafshi, something about peaceful engagements brings HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, into your fold. Um, so the statement in turn is, Kivyachol HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, any person who is immersed, involved in Torah, Gimilut Hasadim and prayer with the congregation. Notice, says Maharsha, uh, these are the three things the Mishnah Navo tells us uh, on, upon which the, the world stands. Al Shloshad Varim Ha'olam Omed, Al HaTorah, Al Ha'avodah, Val Gimilut Hasadim Torah, and Gimilut Hasadim are explicit in this Beraita. What about Avodah? Avodah, we generally associate with Avodah Bamitash, Korbanot. What about today? We don't have Korbanot. It's the stand. Is the world not standing straight? It's instead replaced by Tefillah, as the Mefrashim to that Mishnah point out as Maharshan our Gemara points out. So there it is. Those are the three things upon which, so to speak, the world stands. These are the primary foundations of existence. Any person who appropriately engages in those things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I, 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 I consider you It's as if you redeemed me and my children from amidst the nations of the world. What's with me and my children? HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs a redemption. 
the idea, as I understand it, as uh, Rashba and others explain in our Gemara, goes as follows. Hilul Hashem means I'm not actually changing the essence of God, but very much the per- per- uh, the perception of others affects the, not essence, but the manifestation of God in our world. When people are talking negatively about Him, when they're talking negatively about me, even if I am not changed because I don't know about it, by definition, or it doesn't affect me directly, by definition, something has changed. And as a result, to properly uphold the values of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Torah, of Mitzvot of Gemilut Hasadim, you are in a large sense redeeming not only Am Yisrael and establishing them upon whom the nations can look and see, see there's the Am Hashem, and now I understand the greatness of Borei Olam as well, but in a real sense you're also affecting God's manifestation and appreciation amongst the people and the world that surrounds us. That's the Pidyon any person who has a synagogue has a knis in their city and doesn't enter to pray is considered a bad neighbor. Bad neighbor to whom? To Akadosh Baruch Hu, of course. What's a bad neighbor? A neighbor is, well, bad neighbor is me. Unfortunately, I don't know the names or identities and certainly haven't had conversations with most of my neighbors. That's not a good thing. That's a shachin ra. Now they're uncomfortable talking to me, engaging me if they need me during times of need, uh, much as I have distanced myself from them. So there they are. They're next door. You have the synagogue in your city right there. What's a be'iro, by the way? Uh, before we return to that point, but again, that's the shachin ra. It's your neighbor and you're still not engaged. Come on. That's inappropriate. That's wrongful. That's a rotten neighbor. Why is a be'iro pack in the time of the Gemara is, ma- is made clear elsewhere in the Gemara the synagogues, the Batei Knesset, were outside of the city. So if it's outside of the city, you're not considered a shachin ra. It might be dangerous. There might be another reason. It might be trying to encourage you to be there, but you're not per se a shachin ra. Of course, that's the reason we have Beracha Hatme and Sheva on Friday night. It's as the people were outside of the city and we wanted them to come back uh, safely. We don't want them lingering in the knis by themselves. We extended the prayer, says the Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Daf Kaf Dalid. Um, but for our purposes, that's why it says Be'iro. Betoch Iro means it's in your city and you're still not praying there. Kol mishiyesh lo bet knesset, Be'iro ve'no nechnas sham litpalel, says Resh Lakish, nikrash achena shene imam. As the Pasuk implies, ko amar Adonai akol shechenai hara'im hanoreim anachala shenhalti et ami et Yisrael hineni notsham me'al admatam. It's a reference to the Shechenai Haraim who are not frequenting appropriately my abode. Would, Go ahead. Would he say nowadays when there are, I don't know, 50 Batechnesiot in your in your ear that you're a really, really, really evil person? <laughs> or is it just so? like. If it's one, same thing as a hundred. I imagine. I imagine one is the same. Again, it's one where it's easy to get to. Maybe there are levels. There's six on each block. I, I can't tell you. I mean, what's the nafkamina here? How much teshuva you need to do? I, I'm not certain. I, I think that the ease and the uh, ability that we have to pray and to find synagogues that are comfortable for us, certainly, as you're as you're suggesting, uh, put a certain onus of responsibility upon us in ways that maybe a few hundred years ago 
were in no way uh, uh, the norm or, or as simple as they are uh, today. Velo'od, and not only are you shachinra, ela shugorim galut, lo ulebanav. You'll bring forth exile for yourself and for your children. Shene'emar, as the end of the Pasuk says, Sinini nocham, me'alat matam ve'etbit yehudai etosh mitocham. I'm going to distance them from their land. And as I understand this, midah k'neged midah, if you can't appreciate what your land is, if you don't appreciate your neighbors, so then why should you be among your neighbors? If you can't appreciate me, says Borei Olam, why are you in my area? Why are you in my space? Apparently rabbis who either returned from Bavil or heard about what was going on in Bavil said to Rabbi Yohanan, who's residing in Eretz Yisrael, of course, Ika, there are Sabe be Bavil. There are old men in Bavil. Tamave Amar. He was wondrous. He couldn't believe it. He said, the Pasuk says, we know it from Vehayayim Kiryat Shemaan. So that you'll have lengthy days. And your children as well. Al Ha'adama. On the land. The land which God gives you. Which is, Eres Yisrael Kitib. That's what the Pasuk says. My assumption, says Rabbi Yohanan, is that outside of Israel, you shouldn't be able to live a long life. How is that that they're living long life? The promise in the Torah is, well, Shemirat Mitzvot, Shemirat Torah Mitzvot will bring forth a long life. Al Ha'adama, Kevan, however, says the Gemara, De Amrele, that he was told, Mekademe Umehasheche Lebekenishta. Once he was told that they come, many of them, in Bavil, outside of Eretz Yisrael, they come early to Shahrit in the morning, they leave late. Hoshech, Lehakdim means to come before. Lekadim and mehashechem midashon hoshech. They stay until night, until dark at night. Lebeknishda to the knees. Amar once he heard they come early and they leave late. Hainu da ahanu lehu ahane lehu. It's that which is helping them. That's why they have long lives. Well, wait a second. We still didn't answer the question. The question, if you recall, was Rabbi Yochanan. It says al haadama. So the answer is, oh, but they come early to Knis and they leave late. We're going to have a statement. But still, how do you resolve the Pasuk? Maharsha and several of the other Mepharshim suggest the Gemara in Masechet Megillah, and the Kavzayin, I think, the Gemara in Masechet Megillah suggests that it states that in the future, the Bateknes Yotche Bebavil are going to be Nikba in Eretz Yisrael. So to speak, our places of, uh, of worship outside of Eretz Yisrael will be uprooted. Does it mean that our synagogues in the physical sense will be uprooted? I'm not certain. Does it mean that our congregations in the fullest sense will be? Not certain either. I think it means the presence, the spirit, and so forth will be brought to Eretz Yisrael. But the concept then is that the Batei Knesiot are, so to speak, the Eretz Yisrael outside of Eretz Yisrael. They're the points of sanctity and connection outside of Eretz Yisrael. As a result, well, kind of, if I envision and I see them coming early and leaving late, that is their Eretz Yisrael. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's the concept we've talked about of having Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh. Now, that idea is very much real in our own lives, to find and to carve out those opportunities. It was for Am Yisrael in the desert, in a very real sense, the Mishkan. We've discussed on so many occasions how the Mishkan resembled Gan Eden, resembled Ma'amad Harsin. We're supposed to find that in our own lives, those opportunities, those physical structures and opportunities in time to tap into something greater, uh, something outside of the regular um, constraints of time and place. So you can find Eretz Yisrael in the synagogue. I, I wonder if that's what Maharshav and Meshfarshim are kind of leading us into. It's similar to, says the Gemara, that which Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said to his sons, Kadimu vehashichu. Wake up early, stay late at night after Arbit, go to Knis. 
spend your time in Knis. Now, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, of course, was instructing his children and to do all the mitzvot, but beyond that, he talked about the matters and the situations that not everyone is careful with, but they should be coming early to Knis in the morning, staying late in Knis at night. That means not necessarily coming an hour early, but it means being on time, means being there before the prayers. It means not necessarily staying until 12 o'clock at night, but it means staying afterwards. You know, we have in the Gemara and Dafvav, not having the psiagasa, the quick stride, the large stride uh, from the Knis. Uh, you don't want to run away from it. The concept being the same. This is where I belong. This is where I want to be. Ki hechi said to be Yoshua ben Levi to his children, this will be so that de that your life will be aroch, will be lengthened. What's the pasuk that to a certain extent um, implies this, that the coming early, the staying late will give a length of life. The pasuk says, a praiseworthy is the individual comes and he spends his time Lishkod, um, you know, dwelling at the uh, at the gateways uh, of my home. Batre, and then the end of the pasuk says, you know, what happens to such a person? That person ki the one who finds me masa haim, he'll find life. The idea, the idea again being this length of life because you're tapped into true reality, into absolute life. Amar of Hasta, let's conclude with this statement in the Gemara Le'olam. At all times, adam So he says you should enter into two openings in the knees. Two openings in the knees. What's the significance of two openings? Not two doors. Two doorways. Two doorways. Two door openings in the knees. What if I only have one door opening? Uh, is that a problem? Is there some significance to two door openings? Ella ema. Rather, the proper understanding is not two door openings. It should be the amount of space of two petahim, of two door openings. And then you should pray. Explains Tosafot in the name of Rashi. It's about, well, either four tefahim or four amot times two. Uh, so it's either four amot, a foot and a half to each amah, that's a six, 12, 24 feet in, or a tefahim, a much, much less, smaller measurement, but it's about a measurement of entering into the knis. Well, why would that be significant? The idea being, if I'm standing next to the door, same point we saw earlier, it shows I'm not really interested in being in here. Instead, enter fully inward. Make certain that you thrust yourself into the knis and find your place in there. Uh, Tosafot alternatively suggests it has to do with uh, Tosafot as quoted by the Bach on the right hand side it's not it's it's about the time that you stop and says Tosafot if you have a seat at the entrance to the Knesset is that a problem I have a seat right next to the door there's no women's section the women's section is on the other I'm right next to the door is that a problem and let's say you don't have a, a large foyer is that a problem no says Tosafot it's about finding the time the Shi'ur is not in terms of space it's in terms of time but the same concept the concept again being uh, that I'm supposed to, as I enter into prayer, show myself, develop for myself and those around me, an environment wherein I'm not doing this as a burden, this is something I care about. There is yet a third interpretation to our Gemara, and all three of them are cited by Shulchan Aruch here in Siman Sadi in Ora Haim Saif Chaf. Says Shulchan Aruch, you should enter Shi'ur Shene Petahim Vachakachit Palel. What does that mean? What Shi'ur Shene Petahim prior to prayer? Yesh Mefarshim Shi'ur Shene Petahim Dahenu Shemonat Tefahim Yikanes Lifnim. You should go eight Tefahim 
Nishmaim into the room. It's cited from Talmud Yerushalmi. We could quote that in the name of Rashi or something similar to Rashi. It'll appear as if it's a burden to sit in the Knis. You have to sit at the entrance. And therefore, and as a result, if you do have a place at the door, it doesn't look like a Masui, even according to that opinion. Alternatively, it's a second explanation or a third one for our purposes. It's about situating yourself close to the entrance because then you're going to be looking out the whole time. It'll be distracting. And therefore, if there's not windows, if the door isn't opening all the time, you're not looking out into the street, it's okay. Last one is that of Give it a little bit of time. Condition yourself to your context, to what you're about to do in prayer. Take a minute, take a few seconds before you begin prayer. It's important and it's appropriate to be uh, to, to follow all of these these perushim, all three of these interpretations. Let me just add in this on this note very briefly. This is not halachic, and it's not even per se, exactly what Shulchan Aruch is talking about, but it's the same concept. It's what underlies it when people, when men enter into synagogues and there's a women's section with no women in it and they find their place in the women's section and I understand why they might do so. They don't want to walk in late and show everyone that they're late. They might not feel fully comfortable in the knees, but at the same time, imagine and understand what it looks like with regards to themselves. What are they doing there? They're not really a part of the minyan. They're not really a part of the knees. They're instead all the way in the back. For many years, I've watched my father on Friday night, invite the men in from the men, women's section. It's come to a point where, mashallah, there's not room for all the men in the men's section on Friday night. So they sit as well in the women's section, but ideally, if the opportunity is there for you when you're in a knees and you might not feel comfortable, but to stay in the women's section gives a certain, uh, makes a certain point to yourself and others that knees is important for me, but not to the extent that I'd actually find a place inside and situate myself as part of this minyan in a real sense. Is it actually a violation of this halakha? Are you actually negating it? Not fully, but I think it has the same undercurrent of understanding, and that is I want to make the tefillah bebeta kines. It's something which is for me a natural and real and comfortable experience. Baruch Adonai, the Olam, Amen, Amen.